Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. What is up, my friends? You are all very welcome along to tonight's stream. There's, I would say, a lot to get through tonight, but unfortunately, truth of the matter is, it's been a day of more frustration. You know, you've probably seen this yourselves in social media. Uh, obviously, the team were traveling back overnight from Singapore, so the lads have the day off today. But it's just another day we're closer to kicking off the season. Another day we're sitting here frustrated, twiddling their thumbs while we look at other clubs in the Premier League, spending a significant amount of money, bringing in backup goalkeepers that are 25, 30 million quid. And we have to sit here... Here on our manager saying he wants a defender, but yet no bids for a defender have gone in. We're sitting here figuring out if Lavi will end up playing for Southampton this weekend because the championship kicks off. Or, you know, what happens if he picked up an injury in that game? So there is a lot to go through tonight and it's frustrating, isn't it? It's frustrating. And it's, you know, you know the word, you know the word I'm coming out with next. It's pathetic. But I'm not going to let you guys do the ranting tonight. I'm going to try and keep myself composed as much as possible, albeit I'm starting to get a little bit annoyed. You know, shock, horror, Craig gets annoyed. But look, the fair question is, what on earth have we been doing? You know, we've had a whole summer here and we've done nothing in, I think I'm right in saying four and a half, five weeks with regards to transfers in. Now you can talk about a few kids that have come in, fair enough, but they're not going to save our season. And every day that goes by, it gets harder and harder to envision a title challenge. It gets harder and harder to think about Liverpool realistically being back up near the top of the table. And that's before we get into the conversations about other players, other clubs. Um, and I like to think that Jurgen Klopp is equally as frustrated as we are. I've been reading through the chat before we went live tonight and there is... Oh, there is some people who are maybe a bit frustrated at Klopp as well. And that's a subject I did want to speak about tonight, you know. Who is responsible for these failures? Because obviously FSG, the owners, they take the ultimate blame. But there are other people involved in Liverpool's transfer business that it's fair for us to ask, what have they been at? George Schmatka, the scouts, Barry Hunter. I want to know because this is unacceptable. It's unacceptable that a club that knows they have such a huge rebuild to do is once again 
we imagine nickel and diming it and trying to play things. And look, I read somebody in the chat say, have any of you ever negotiated for anything in your life? And I get where they're coming from with that comment. But ultimately, yes, I have negotiated for stuff. I'm sure people in the chat have. But we negotiate to get stuff when we want it. Not when selling clubs are starting their season out and wanting to get rid of players. Liverpool have had a year and a half to sort this out. Liverpool have had a year and a half to plan for this, to budget for this, and to get things in place. So the fact that it looks like it'll be another hectic last month of the window, it's just not good enough. It's poor planning. It's even poorer succession planning. And again, who's responsible for that? It's the owners. Ultimately, it's the owners. Uh, Liverpool, thank you, mate. Appreciate you said love the show. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, back Klopp or we'll lose him, said Keegan. Well, I don't see Klopp leaving of his own volition before his contract runs out. And I also don't think the owners, as stupid as they are at times, are that stupid to sack him. It doesn't help when Klopp isn't calling it out. And we would like Klopp to call it out a little bit more, right? We'd like him to get a bit more frustrated and be open and honest about what's happening. But he says he wants a defender and that's his priority. But yeah, no offers that I'm aware of have gone in for centre-backs. And I'm saying that sincerely. Uh, people in the chat are trying to say maybe Inacio will come in quickly. But my point about Inacio is the same. There's a buyout clause in his contract. It's €45 million. Euro. Liverpool know how they could get him without having a headache if they so wished. So why aren't we doing it if he's the one? Lots of these players we've been linked with have bio clauses and will be very easy to get on board. But we haven't done it yet. And I guess the question is, why haven't we done it yet? My sources tell me a Nacho will be a Liverpool player by next Wednesday, said Samiak. So the thing about that is, mate, I don't know if you're true or, you're, or it's true or it isn't. I truly don't. But if a Nacho's the one that we want... What has taken so long? Like, let's say he's the one that Liverpool really do want. So let's work off the basis that Inacio from Sporting Lisbon is the centre-back that Liverpool have their eye on. There's absolutely no excuse for Liverpool not buying him in the first week of the transfer window. It's pathetic. Because he could have been in the camp in Germany. He could have been over in Singapore. He could have been playing, getting to know his teammates, building up relationships with them, building up relationships on the pitch with them and getting used to the system, getting used to the intensity Klopp wants him to play with. And we've just thrown all that away. And if we end up going and buying the player, again, I'm going to ask, where's the succession planning? Where's giving your? Where's the opportunity to give Jurgen Klopp the best chance to get this lad up to speed? It's just pathetic. It really, truly is. There's no business in the world that would act this way. Only in football. I, I don't get it. Like, look at other clubs. We're seeing Arsenal going out there and spending big money just to have a keeper to compete with Ramsdale. Today, we've seen Chelsea. I think it's £25 million they're going to pay for Sanchez to bring him in. So they're bringing in a keeper to pull competition with Kepa. And they're continuing to spend. And there's an article out today that suggests that Chelsea, Chelsea are looking for investment. Yes, you heard me right. They're looking for investment to kick their spending on. Now, that's Chelsea who've spent, I want to say, at this point, seven or 800 million under Todd Bowley. And we have Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp, the promise of a big summer, the promise of a rebuild, the promise of a new midfield, the promise of a defender. And we've got two midfielders in that we got in in the first week or so. And the rest of the time, we've just been sitting on our hands, watching everybody else strengthen. And I don't know why. It, it doesn't make sense. It really doesn't make sense. Like, it only makes sense if Liverpool are waiting to hear from a club about the availability of a player. 
Like, let's say Colwell. This would make sense if Colwell was the one that Klopp wanted and he was unsure that Klopp, that he was going to sign a new deal. He has signed that new deal. He's going to be at Chelsea for the next six years. I think there's even a clause to add on a seventh if he wants to trigger that. So we knew that that wasn't going to happen. So Inacio, if our friend here is correct, that's an easy deal. Go get it done. Could have been done on the opening day of the window. It's KDS said, it's getting difficult to be positive. Buddy, here's your brother. I'm with you. It is. And it's getting difficult to even understand what the hell is going on. Because it's not logical. It's not rational that Liverpool are doing this. It's not like they went in, let's say, for Inacio, put in an opening bid, it was rejected, they've gone away and thought about it and decided they'll wait a bit longer, see if they get a bit more desperate to sell. That hasn't happened. Nothing has happened. What has George Schmacker been doing? Truly. Sobitzlai, we spoke about this at length, that happened with the Carvalho deal, negotiation, came clear Liverpool could do it, and Liverpool acted quickly. So we know Liverpool can act quickly. We paid the Sobitzlai release clause. The rest of it, your guess is as good as mine. Look how long the Fabinho deal dragged on for. Liverpool knew for that time that they were going to need to bring in a defensive midfielder and they knew that they were going to lose Jordan Henderson so they knew they had to bring in another player. But we didn't. We waited and waited and waited and now Southampton kick off the championship campaign at the weekend and if they so wish, Lavi could be in their 11. What happens if he gets injured? Real serious question. What happens if Lavi goes in, plays in the open the weekend and picks up an injury? What's Liverpool's transfer plan like then? These are unnecessary risks that don't need to be taken. You know who I feel sorry for? Klopp. Alisson, Van Dijk and Salah come into the twilight of their careers as world-class footballers and they're wasted in this club with zero ambition. It's hard to push back against what you've said. So I believe Klopp has ambition. I believe those players have ambition. I believe the young lads have ambition. But that needs to start right from the top, doesn't it? That identity needs to trickle down from the top to the bottom. And we're not seeing that. We're not seeing any ambition from the owners. We're seeing what we thought was going to happen. We're seeing what this channel warned about happening. Excuses, letting the window drift by. And the closer we get to the end of the window, the more you'll start to see the stuff about investment in the future, the stuff about big money transfers happening January or next summer. And the same will happen again. It'll be all nonsense. How does a team that has won a Champions League, a Premier League Cup and trophies be in this predicament? Manipulation of the media. So I've warned for a long time about the impact of people who are afraid to call out ownership. People who are afraid to be critical of the club. And the club have a lot of these people by the short and curlies because if you're critical, if you speak out, access removed, availability to get into press conferences, all that kind of stuff. So this is where independent media like us come into play. So for anyone that's critical of fan channels, well, we're the one outlet that can actually stand up and criticise because we don't care. And I'm not just talking about Anfield Agenda. I'm talking about right across football fan bases. Look at the United Stand, look at AFTV, whatever you think of any of these channels, they at least have the freedom to be critical. They at least have the freedom to stand up and speak their mind. And right now, I'm just trying to get everybody as I can on the same page. Because if we don't start to call these owners out even more, if we don't start to ramp up the pressure, if we don't start to embarrass these people into actually doing what's good for the club, that just continue. Because why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just go, well, we're getting the TV money, we'll probably qualify for the Champions League, 
That'll bring in a load more money. The Nike deal's bringing us in money. It has to be an embarrassment to them that will make them work now and that will make them spend. That's all I think they understand. You often hear people saying there's only one thing a bully understands and that's a slap in the mouth. Well, with FSG, I truly believe they're only Achilles heel. The only way that they actually listen is when they're embarrassed publicly, when they know that their brand is damaged, when their PR machine has to kick into overdrive. And that's what we need to do now as fans. We need to make sure that the world knows what a cheapskate John W. Henry is and what a bottom feeder he is and what a horrendous owner of a football club he is and what an absolute spoofer he is. Because he is. He's sitting in Boston and do you think he gives one damn about you or I or any other Liverpool fan that's sitting here worrying about the season, worrying if a manager has the opportunities to come out and produce a miracle, worrying if the players feel like they're not getting back and maybe they're going to move on. He doesn't care, but you care and I care. And those people that spend their hard-earned money to go to Anfield week in and week out, they care. The people who travel over from other parts of the world care. You know what they did last year? And I'll challenge anyone to challenge me on this. They wrote off an entire season. That's what they were willing to do. They sat there knowing we needed a midfielder and didn't bring one in. So they were happy to just allow that season happen. But you couldn't. You had to pay your Sky bill. You had to pay your BT bill. You had to buy the jersey for your kids or for yourself. If you wanted to go to a game, you had to buy your season ticket. Fans can't just write off a season. We have the right as fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. To get into every season and to feel optimistic and positive and that anything is achievable. They're not giving us that. Somebody said you're too emotional. Emotional. Well, firstly, learn to spell. It's Y-O-U apostrophe O-R-E, mate. It's not... Uh, you're wrong you're secondly if you're not emotional about football you're doing it wrong and i wouldn't say i'm too emotional i would say that this is me being calm i'm pretty measured but if you don't get emotional about football quite frankly i don't want to have a conversation with you because i live and breathe this it means everything to me every single saturday sunday dictates my week dictates my mood dictates how i feel about life in general so if you think I'm too emotional, nobody's keeping you here, pal. Feel free to pop off. 50 million for a relegated player, 35 million for a World Cup winner. Yeah, I mean, look, I do understand that there isn't value in, La- in Lavia. I get it. 
Anybody who says to me, Craig, 50 million for a player who got relegated down to the championship at 19 years of age, has one season experience in the Premier League, is too much money. Absolutely. If that's the case, you just move on. You just go. You just go to your next target. You don't spend the whole summer trying to save five or six million. That's embarrassing. And we know that Liverpool are willing to pay at least 40 million for this kid. And we're fairly sure Southampton would take 45. So again, we're nickel and diming over 5 million quid for a priority. Well, more than a priority at this point. We don't have a six. By the way, just to put this in perspective, the difference between us having Lavia and not getting Lavia is 5 million, which coincidentally is the amount they pissed up against the wall loaning Arthur Mello for the season. 5 million loan fee to Juventus on top of his wages. So, you know, geniuses at work yet again. So they'll nickel and dime when it comes to a player that the club won for the long term. For five, six or seven years, they'll nickel and dime over 5 million. To bring in a player that I could have told you wouldn't work at Liverpool or any Liverpool fan with a brain could have told you wouldn't work at Liverpool, they were willing to go and spend 5 million. And his wages. It doesn't add up. It, it, it doesn't make sense. Craig, with no number six ready for the start of the season, would you rather see Matip there over Jones? So I feel it's really unfair on Curtis Jones, Mad Munch, because if Curtis Jones plays in the six and doesn't play well, he's going to come in for criticism. And he's already had enough of that from the likes of me in his career. And he started to win Liverpool fans back around. And he started to show us what he's capable of. But as the Athletic wrote themselves, he's a front full player. He isn't a defensive midfielder. So the fact that Curtis Jones has been shoehorned into this is again an indictment of our business. It's an indictment of our planning. It's an indictment of our structure. So asking me, do I prefer Matip or Curtis Jones in the sixth? Neither is the real answer because neither of them are good enough in that role. Like, it's not like we have a handy number to start the season. We're going away at Stamford Bridge to Chelsea with a new manager with a load of money spent. Luckily for us, looks like Nkunku might miss the game because he has a knee injury. Um, and we're not giving ourselves the best opportunity to get off to a good start. We're going into one of the toughest fixtures of the season away from home with no recognised defensive midfield player. None. And we've sold two of them. And that's supposed to be good leadership. That's supposed to be good business. That's supposed to be smart from FSG. Who is Andre? So he's a player that plays for Fluminense. He's a defensive midfielder. I think he's 22 or 23 years of age. Um, Liverpool are looking at him as an option. There's two different thought processes on um, what might happen. So they're willing to sell, but currently they are 1-1 with Argentinos Juniors in the Copa Libertadores with a second leg to go. And they want, you know, that's, like their Champions League. So they want to do well in that competition. So the thoughts are that they either um, get paid in a, an over-the-top amount of money. So 20 million euros has been the number that's always been mentioned for Andre. But apparently now, if you want to take him in this market, you have to pay 40 million euro. Because basically you have to pay them, I don't know, damage money or whatever you want to call it. But if you wanted to buy him and loan him back till uh, January when their season's over, then you can have him for 20. Either way, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Now, it's come from a very reliable source in Melissa Reddy and a few other top-tier journalists, so I do believe the interest in Andre is real. But again, you're asking yourself, what are we doing? Where's the progression? 
If we know that we're interested in Andre, if we know that we're interested in Thuram, if we know that we're interested in Inacio, where's the activity? What are we doing? Again, tick-tock, nine days till the league gets underway. Ever since Klarna FSGR finished, said Neil. Neil, imagine you were an owner, mate. Imagine you ran a business, Neil, and you were known for being so tight with money that a company like Klarna took the piss out of your business. A company like Klarna, who, for those of you who may not know, are a company that help people buy things. So let's say you wanted to buy something that was 900 quid, but you didn't have 900 quid in one go to spend. They let you spread that over three payments of 300 quid a payment. Um, I think it's interest-free. And there on social media, tapping up John W. Henry and FSG and telling them to loan them the money to make the transfers happen. We're having the piss taken out of us by a payment company. Think about that. A company known for helping people who can't afford a particular item spread the cost of that item are adding our owner on social media because they're so cheap. Liverpool. Doesn't Klopp need to be blamed for not speaking against FSG? My point will be yes. Now, I guess the question is, how should he speak out against the owners? Because you have some managers like Rafael Benitez, Antonio Conti, Jose Mourinho, who just don't care about speaking out. Like, if they want something to say, they'll say it and be damned with the owners. Klopp's a bit different. And it's one of the things that I both love and also hate about him at the same time is that loyalty to players who are underperforming or to owners who are underperforming. Like, it's... It's a very tricky thing to come on and moan about somebody not throwing somebody else under the bus, if you get me. But I guess a time does come where he has to be selfish and think, well, it's his legacy on the line. People are going to look back on his 10 or 11 years managing Liverpool Football Club and judge him on his achievements over the course of history. And I want him and all of us to look back at that time and think, we did the best we could. Do you remember those 11 years with Klopp? We were really a force. We won trophies. Not once off. Not this, you did it once fluke. We won multiple trophies. And with three years left, there is an opportunity to bring in more trophies. But we're not giving him the best opportunity as a club to do it. Because we're not giving him the money to operate in the market. And the, the, the worst part of all of this is that they keep getting away with it. That's the worst part. The same lie gets told every year. It, do you know what? Okay, I'm going to equate it to this. Everybody will know that on the eve of the Premier League fixtures being released every single year, the fake list comes out the night before and does the rounds on social media. And even though people will have seen this year after year, a lot of people will go, what if that is right? What if that is the fixture list? What if we are playing this team on week one? That's kind of what this is like. It's like the same stuff happens and people somehow are removed from the reality of the situation to the most optimistic possible point of the situation with no rhyme or reason to have that optimism. And those of us who, who dare speak out against it, we're either deluded, ungrateful, wolves, don't understand what the football club is about, are thick, are foreigners, you know? But yet the very people who are taking the piss out of you, you're blowing smoke up their backside. And those of us who actually try to 
want the best for our football club and be realistic about it. No one's sitting here saying spend 250 million on Mbappe. Nobody's sitting here going, why aren't we in there trying to buy Haaland off Man City? We're being realistic. We're asking for what we know is possible. We're not dreamers. We're not sitting here looking for a billion quid transfer window. We're looking for what other clubs that are apparently worth less than us are doing. Uh, FSG pay these journalists for positive feedback on FSG branding. The Echo, and I have to point out again, I don't know personally any of the journalists that work for The Echo. And what I'm about to say is not aimed at any one person in particular, but they're a disgrace. They got access to John W. Henry for an interview. And since that, the amount of brown nosing from that absolute specimen of a publication is embarrassing. If they're not telling us how great FSG are, how clever the night deal was, they're linking us to Mbappe week after week. They're talking about transfers that we know isn't going to happen. And they are the biggest clip clickbait attempt at a website I've ever seen. Go on to the Echo and by three minutes in, you'll want to punch your screen because it'll be resizing every two minutes. You'll be bombarded with shitty ads and there's very little actual journalism going on. But yet people turn to them all the time. And do you know what else you'll see in the Echo? All the other brown nosers or all the other things that are owned by Reach Media that you and I probably aren't supposed to know about but are all interlinked and they're all bigging each other up. So Shankly Gate said this, Red Men said that. All these friendly things are all interlinking to give you an impression that everything's brilliant and that you're wrong for speaking out. But the truth is, there's way more of us. There's way more people that feel like I do and like you do. And we just need to get these people together because these people like The Echo, they're not doing us any good. They're not doing our fan base any use. They're looking after their own interests. And as a business, maybe that's okay. But it isn't okay to claim that you're trying to look out for a fan base or that you're speaking on behalf of a fan base or you're trying to inform a fan base. You're manipulating a fan base. Right, my friends, I'm going to have to go because I have a few videos to record and I've got to get ready for tomorrow. So I hope I can see some of you guys in Dublin tomorrow. We are going to be at the Sugar Club for our live show. So there'll be no stream tomorrow, no stream Saturday, but there will be videos going out to keep you up to date. I'm making a couple of videos on potential rule changes in football. One of them will go out tomorrow, one will go out on Saturday. So until then, my friends, I will be back live on Sunday. Looking forward to seeing some of you in Dublin tomorrow. Appreciate your support. I'm sorry it hasn't been a more upbeat stream and coming on here to tell you about signings that are close. But as of right now, I'm not aware of any, so I'm not going to come on and lie. Um, appreciate you guys. Much love. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.